the story we just had in the first reading, the story of Abraham being asked to offer Isaac, his only son. It's a classic. But it's also quite shocking. How about that first line? God put Abraham to the test. (sighs) Or how about later on in the story, in the middle of the story, when it says and describes Abraham raised the knife to slaughter his son. (sighs) If that doesn't grab your attention, I don't know what to do for you. Your heart ain't beaten, man. That's shocking stuff. That's incredible stuff. That's serious stuff. And that brings, I think, to the heart and mind easily and quickly. What the heck is going on? Why would God ask that? What is he doing? You know, if that, this story affects us that way, there are hints in the text that if this seems shocking and out of line and crazy to me, it felt something, it felt a, a similar way to Abraham himself. If you notice in the text, it says how Abraham gets up early that morning on the morning he's to sacrifice Isaac. It's almost as if Abraham couldn't sleep that night, knowing what he was being asked to do. It describes how he got his donkey ready, how he got his servants ready, how he got the wood ready. And then finally, last, he wakes up Isaac. It's, it's almost as if this progression of things, it's almost as if he's avoiding something. He's saving something for last because he doesn't want to do it. And that's get up Isaac and bring him to the mountain for sacrifice. Even though Abraham is obeying, it's devastating to him, it would seem. It pierces his heart. It's difficult beyond words. Now, how are we supposed to interpret this? There is a beautiful passage from the New Testament that brings some light to it a little bit, I think. The passage goes like this. He, Abraham... Consider that God was able to raise men even from the dead, and hence he did receive Isaac back, and this was a symbol. In other words, this text is suggesting Abraham was willing to sacrifice his son. It was devastating for him, but there were two things that he grabbed to and held on to with all his might, with all his heart, mind, soul, and strength. Two things, two truths. First, that God is able to raise men even from the dead. Abraham grasped with all his might to the truth that his God was the God of the resurrection, that death isn't really a barrier for his God. Death isn't really a barrier for the God that I believe in. And so even through this devastatingly difficult thing, I grasp that truth. And then second, it says, therefore, he did receive Isaac back, and this was a symbol. In other words, the God that Abraham confessed faith in and that he was sacrificing to is not a God of destruction. And so even though he's offering his only son to this God, this is not the God of destruction. And therefore, because he was willing and unwilling to withhold anything from this God, even his own son, he did receive Isaac back. God is never outdone in generosity, other words. 
And Abraham clinged to that with everything that he had. In Lent, we are, of course, called to follow Jesus to the cross. We try to imitate him through self-discipline and fasting and penance. We meditate on the, on the things in our own lives that cause us suffering. How are we to approach those things? Well, there's no better way to approach them than the way that Abraham approached the utmost suffering. With eyes on the resurrection, the whole time, the truth of the resurrection. Everything in my life that caused me suffering, every cross in my life, its purpose is to direct me to heaven and to hope for nothing from this life but only hope in the resurrection for myself and for my loved ones. And second, with Abraham, every cross, every penance, every self-denial is meant to be undertaken with the understanding that the God I'm offering these things to, the God I'm offering my penance to, my self-discipline to, the God that I'm offering my suffering to is not a God of destruction. This isn't a bloodthirsty God. But this is a God who can never be outdone in generosity. And so whatever suffering is offered to our God in faith is rewarded a thousandfold, a millionfold, a billionthfold. God can never be outdone in generosity. But even that, those are good lessons to take for us this Lent to be sure. But even that isn't really the deepest meaning of the story of Abraham and Isaac. The deepest reason and the most important lesson that we are to take from this and that we are to take from God's request to Abraham is that God wanted to manifest to Abraham the depth and the seriousness of his own love for Abraham. If I were to really boil down this story and just put it in different words, it's almost as if God has said to Abraham, you remember how difficult that was? When, you, when I asked you to offer your son to me, you remember how difficult that was, how piercing that was, how shocking that was, how devastating that was? You remember that? You remember that experience? That's what I intend to endure for you and more. Everything that was devastating about that, I intend to go through that and more for your sake because I love you. It would be a terrible, terrible, it would be a terrible mistake to think that God the Father is God for him to offer his son is, well, it's easy. He's God. No, 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 no. God the Father's love for his own son, Jesus, is no less than Abraham's love for his son, Isaac, or any of our love for our own children. Jesus is no less valuable to God the Father. Jesus is no less precious to God the Father than any of our children are for us. And yet God insists, that's what I do for you. That's what I'm willing to endure for love of you. 
And so as we move forward, this last, the, the human mind, the human soul, is such that these things, they take time to sink in. And so as we move forward this Lent, that thought is the thought that God wants to sit on our hearts and minds the entire time so that it can sink in. There is nothing, God the Father says, there is absolutely nothing I wouldn't be willing to endure for love of you. And so may that thought and that reality penetrate our hearts and minds in the coming weeks.